0: Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by the lines.com coming to you from the West Coast Josh Lander joined by my guy Nate Weitzer on the East Coast and it is Friday in the NBA pretty big slate here Nate 10 games to choose from we are going to be talking about in this one the seas the red hot seas maybe the best team in the league. Uh, According to Nate, in those power rankings, they are uh, headed to NOLA, taking on the Pellies, about a minus two and a half point spread there. I'll let Nate get to all that good stuff, but make sure to like and subscribe. We've got this video, another one, and our player props up for you as we do each and every weekday of this regular season. Also want you to head to thelines.com, have our great written content up there for you guys all season long, and our odds finder tool, so you can make sure you're shopping those lines, getting the best value and the best juice uh, on those NBA bets and player props. Nate, let's go ahead and jump into this 10-game slate and then talk about your Celtics.
1: Yeah, we got the Heat minus one at Wizards. That's the first game we're going to talk about in our other video there. First game on the slate, some injury news to watch. And then we got Hornets plus 10 at the Cavs, who are back home after struggling on the road. Bucks are plus two at the Sixers. That's going to be a good one to watch. Uh, SGA and the Thunders plus six and a half at Memphis. We just got JJJ back. The Magic plus nine at Bulls. Pacers minus five at Rockets. Nuggets without Jokic are plus eight and a half at Dallas. Uh, then we're looking at the Celtics here, minus three at the Pelicans. We'll get back to that one in a second. The last two games, Suns minus one and a half at Jazz. And then the Pistons, who are beating the Clippers right now, plus seven at the Lakers as they stay in L.A., Yeah, Celtics open minus two. It's creeping up because they've been just blowing doors off people during their eight game win streak. I I actually don't know if that's going to continue in terms of them winning. But at a total of 227, that's only barely started to come up right now. I'd be hitting the over uh, as soon as possible, basically. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon's going to be back for the Celtics. Pretty much um, expected to return. That's only going to help their offense. Marcus Smart is questionable with that ankle. And if he's out, that's not going to help their defense. <clears throat> we nailed the under in the last game against Atlanta. Thought Atlanta would hang around and make it a close game in the fourth quarter, which actually probably would have screwed that under. But <laughs> yeah. it, they basically got swallowed up. You know, that's pretty the oper- operative word. So Boston's big wings just like gave – uh, Trey and DeJounte, nothing. But New Orleans is so big and rangy that, I mean, you can't just expect to shut this team down. Um, and they they were going under pretty consistently until all of a sudden they caught, caught fire from beyond the arc and their back-to-back wins over Memphis and Chicago. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, they go under when they don't have Zion. Four games this year, they, their pace is four possessions slower without him. They're shooting... <clears throat> six more threes per game and they're a poor three point shooting team. So that's not necessarily going to translate to a lot of success. So if you get Zion back in there, which I think, you know, he had been resting that foot for a big game like this one, uh, you, you expect them to compete and and to challenge the Celtics down low to get those high percentage looks and not fade away in the fourth, like Atlanta did. Um, New Orleans is third in fourth quarter points per game, fifth in points per game overall, fifth in paint points. And you look at their key guys, I mean, this is so versatile and they've all had some success against this big Celtics defense. CJ is last three against Boston, 27 points per game. Joe Val is last three, 19 points, 15 boards. Zion is last three, 26 points per game and New Orleans won all three of those. Then they lost two without him last season. And Ingram, 24 points per game in his last three as well. So <clears throat> I'm confident that they'll come along for the ride, basically. And the Celtics are scoring 124 a game, like we we know. I mean, they're just shooting the absolute lights out. New Orleans, it, I mean, they, they kind of press you to come inside the arc and do your damage. They're second in opponent's three-point percentage, but still allowing a lot of attempts. I don't know if there is anybody on the Celtics you can really dare to shoot right now. Um, and, and they're more than happy to go in and and give you work in the mid-range game and Tatum, you know, facing that Pelicans defense, his last five against the Pelicans, thirty-four and a half points per game, a one thirty-two offensive rating. And, and that's before, you know, this kind of uh revamped MVP Tatum that we're seeing this year where he just kind of read all the <clears throat> News stories about him choking in the finals and fed himself uh green Hulk mush. And now he's just dominating the the NBA. So I don't see either offense letting up, basically,
0: <clears throat> is my take for this one, uh, like the over. Yeah, I mean, and you talk about them being a better offensive team, the Pellies, you know, and and probably a little bit worse. On defense, that that's sort of what we we came to expect in, in that first season. That was you know was Zion being great, uh, and, and that's kind of what we it, it was it was like when he's on the floor, their defensive rating uh, it, it goes way up. When he's not on, and when he's on the floor, their offensive rating goes way up, and you just expect points, 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 points. Um, it's just a complete inverse this season. It's a much smaller sample than that first season um, where he at least played you know a, a bunch more games there. Um, But this season with Zion, uh, their offensive rating is actually seven points lower. Their defensive rating is eight points higher. Uh, So him not playing, like I said, I don't want to just go ahead and say cause and effect. Like it's a Friday night. If he's there, there's going to be energy in the building more. So it's going to be stars out hugely. I mean, there's so many big names on both these teams right now. three, three solid scores uh, on both of these squads. Jason Tatum is a top five player in the NBA. Like book it. Uh, Jalen Brown, when he wants to like bully people, get a rebound and go to the other side, there's not a player that I've seen that can hang with Jalen Brown when he gets a rebound and goes to the other side of the floor uh, and just bully balls his way to the floor. When he looks like that, I'm like, is he, is he the best player of this team? (laughs) Like meanwhile, Jason Tatum. So I'm just very impressed with them. I'm impressed with the way that they beat the Hawks. They kind of, they kind of won that game in the the beginning and middle of the third quarter. And then honestly, they still won the fourth quarter and beat the (laughs) crap out of the Hawks and just kept it going. Uh, And we saw them do that when they took over last year, um, you know, somewhere right around the all-star break when they went on that run, right? It started in like January. uh, And then we were all like, wait, this is like the best team in the NBA. And they were winning games by like 30 points. And it was over in the second and third quarter because of the fact that they just stuff it down your throat. And, I'm hoping that that's the case because that's just firepower against firepower. Now we're talking about two of the best transition teams in the league. Um, maybe the, the Pellies don't play at a huge, at, at a super fast pace, uh, but they do play at, at an incredibly uh, efficient pace or efficient, you know, offensive way when they're in transition uh, and when they're moving the ball fast. So you know, I, I think it's not even really about uh, the pace as much in this one. It is just about the, the sort of offensive efficiencies for both teams, uh, as we say. And I'm, I'm super impressed uh, with what we're seeing from uh, from the Pellies right now. That, it was a super uh, impressive win for, for the Pellies against uh, the Grizz the other night. I know Desmond Bain was out, uh, but Triple J was back. And, you know, I, I still, you would expect them and still went off. Um, and it, what's impressive about them is, and what impressed me in that game was the amount of assist that they had as well. Currently eighth in the amount that they have per game. Um, not turning the ball over. And also... CJ's not shooting. Uh, CJ McCollum is not shooting well right now, which is huge for them. Uh, Trey Murphy is shooting incredibly well, especially over the last three or four games where he's been making shots like from half court, like all of a sudden you have to pick up Trey Murphy from half court, which is wild. Uh, But yeah, I mean, if CJ positively regresses from his 40-31 splits, um, especially that 31% from the field, then at seven attempts, I I mean, I I think you've got to continue to feel good uh, about the Pellies positively up you know like I say positively uh, progressing if you will to the the sort of offensive juggernaut that they were last season so uh, this is all a long-winded way of saying like I I feel really good no matter what about that Celtics team total um, you know in this one and if you you know want to go ahead and and, and hit the total at 227 I'm good with that too Um, I I don't see much that tells me this is a team that you you would worry about the, the Celtics having maybe even somewhat of a letdown game or maybe a team that just matches up with them well in a way that you'd be worried about it. Like, I, I don't know that that team fully exists right now to be able to stop the the Celtics on offense. Uh, so I'm going to continue to feel good about their team totals as well.
1: Right. I mean, I don't think the, they're going to fall off a cliff suddenly. I mean, the gap between the Celtics and the second place offense right now, the Kings is the same is, is greater than the gap between the Kings and the 11th place offense. So they have a long way to go to become Anywhere close to an average offense. Uh, and it's really just a question of, yeah, is the other team going to be able to keep pace? Uh, and not only the Pelicans have a great starting lineup, but you mentioned Trey Murphy, Alvarado, Larry Nance Jr., who, by the way, is the second best offensive rating in the NBA somehow. Uh, they have a second unit out there that can keep pace. Now that the Celtics have Brogdon, their second unit's going to be even better. So you're not going to get that letdown that you worry about when you're betting over. Uh, if all of a sudden the bench is out there and the game gets ugly. I mean, Peyton Pritchard must be the best fourth string point guard we've seen in a long time. He was lighting it up in the last one that I mean. Celtics, after, you know, we call a little bit of regression because on the road, they score a little less. They had just struggled shooting the three against OKC. What do they do? They hit 21 threes at nearly 50 percent against Atlanta, which, like you said, is a better defensive rating team. Then the Pels better guarding the three point line this year uh, in terms of attempts and but on the other end the Celtics gave up 58 paint points to Atlanta so if you're playing against Zion and you're giving up 50 plus paint points you don't you still don't have that rim protector um, that and you know you're you're going to give up plenty of points and both these teams have shown the ability to score down the stretch to keep it going that way but yeah Miami minus one. You obviously are going to feel way more confident if you know Bam Adebayo is going to play. He only has missed one game with a, with a knee contusion, so it's not necessarily something you, you would expect him to sit out too long with. Um, and if you happen to bet this before you get official word and, and then you're sitting with Miami at close to a pick'em, you should feel really good because they just started to take off with Bam leading the charge um, in their in their last three, uh, they had won three in a row. I mean, the offense was just unbelievable. One twenty offensive rating, uh, hitting thirteen and a half threes at thirty six percent, forty percent in their, in those last three games. Um, it took an OG on an Obi career night for them to snap that streak, and that was with without Bam there to patrol the paint. Um, you know, this is just a match. This is a big brother little brother matchup, right? In the division, Washington never really has had enough to to threaten uh, the Heat. They've lost four of their last five against Miami. There was a win in there one hundred three one hundred in Washington, uh, mostly because the, the, the Heat couldn't score. They seven for twenty seven from three. KCP was probably the second best player for Washington in that game. Also Spencer Dinwiddie, big game. Uh, That was a a different kind of iteration of the Wizards who are now, they're starting to percolate a little bit too. I mean, they, what, they had won four straight before welcoming Beal back from COVID protocols. And then they lose on a buzzer beater to the white hot SGA. Um, But I mean, none of their big three, if you will, their middle, mediocre three, I guess you could say, ha- have a lot of success against Miami at all. Um, Beal in his last five, 22 and a half points, but horrible efficiency, 97 offensive rating. He's a minus 61 his last five against Miami. Kuzma, since joining the Wizards, solid offensive performances, 14 and a half points, but 122 defensive rating, minus 60 um, on his plus minus, and then... Borzingis, a couple games with Dallas and with New York, 16 points, 102 rating. Um, so I don't really expect them to be able to keep to uh, keep pace. And you can't pack the paint and dare Miami to beat you from deep anymore. Like that's how, how their only recipe for success in those recent matchups. And now Max Struess and Gabe Vinson are the walking – Personification of Miami's incredible like farm system, and and they're both just providing incredible consistency from the perimeter. Jimmy Butler uh, is playing playing games. I mean, that's that's really all you have to say is he's actually out there and he's not like sitting with minor injuries and he's out there providing winning plays down the stretch, and that makes you feel really confident when you bet on them. Uh, I haven't even really mentioned Tyler Hero is out. But that didn't matter. Uh, they beat they beat Washington without Hero in one of those recent matchups, and without Bam in one of those recent matchups. So, it, it, for me, it's just Jimmy Butler led team uh, instilling that toughness. Uh, Eric Spoelstra coach team, and and then three guys on the other end that just haven't had much success against that recipe.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I uh, this makes this one makes me nervous. Um, I smacked the uh, Raptors as soon as Bam was out. Um, uh, Bam and I like you need more than, than what they're able to put out there when they don't have Bam and Tyler Hero. And Hero's obviously on the offensive end, uh, Bam's on the defensive end, but it's really mostly on the defensive end because even when Hero's not in there, you've got Max Struess who's like. Gonna get paid after this season if he keeps playing at the rate that he's playing so far this season, which is is super well, uh, especially when he actually gets in there and gets minutes and he keeps coming in and, and really like demanding time. Like you you can't continue to to sit him as he's doing all the other things, uh, career high in rebounds uh, and and even assists as well uh, so far this season. So um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a nervous though about Miami on the road uh, as the away team so far this season, one in four uh, against the spread there, you know, failing to cover by just a couple points. It's all sort of just like on on the fringe. Like, I, I can't see this game being you know, very, very more than a a double digit spread or at the end of it. Um, I do think that there's, this is going to be a close game as, as is want to happen between these teams quite often when they're both at full strength. And that's obviously the key to me is, is what happens uh, with and without Bam. And, you know, their defensive rating a little bit worse, uh, obviously points in the paint, a little bit easier to come by. You start looking at guys like Zinger and even like Kyle Kuzma's rebound stats, things like that. When you, when you see Bam out. So I'm kind of looking for some ways to bet this. I, I, I might consider some, um, some Strews, uh, props here as well. I also like Caleb Martin, uh, when, when these guys, when, you know, uh, heroes out as he, he comes in and, and definitely plays a lot in the second unit. And then also I was actually in crunch time lineups, uh, against the Raptors the other night. So, uh, with this one, like, uh, like we're saying here, you know, especially if, if Beal's playing, uh, he comes back and it's, it's still like, it's not like you were saying in that last game where we're talking about Washington, like, Beal coming or I'm sorry, you were talking about Porzingis' player prop talking about the Wizards through that lens saying like still take Porzingis' props which hit because uh, you know Beal isn't the same sort of aggressive player that he was when he was playing for a contract uh, that he now has right and I, and part of the reason I think we all know he didn't want to leave Washington was he knew that he was going to continue to get paid there and be the man no matter what and there comes a level of you know human uh, just sort of like rest, rest on your laurels a little bit once you get that stuff so with that all that in mind like Kuzma's on a absolute tear, as we know, uh, and is, is trying to like lead the league in rebounding essentially, uh, from his like small slash smallish power ish forward position, depending on which lineup is in there and where you've got Porzingis uh, lined up. But th- that's really more where, where I lean in this one might consider some points, but I just, I don't feel nearly as comfortable. And if, if, if Bam's in there, i want to hit those heat really is what I'm saying. Um, And, and the difference that he creates. Uh, but if he's not, now I'm starting to look at what I can kind of rely on for player props. When I know that Bam and hero are both out for that team.
1: Well, I'm trying to forecast that he will play and um, yeah, if, if he doesn't, Nikola Jovich is, is in there, at least. Uh, and he had a solid start against the Raptors. I mean, look, the Raptors are just a much tougher team to face than the Wizards, right? It's not it, it's yeah. not the same challenge at all. Um, I mean, granted, Washington's starting hot just like they did last year. But you look at some of the numbers. I mean, fourth-worst assist-to-turnover ratio allowed, fourth-highest three-point percentage allowed – uh, they do buckle down in the paint. They stop fast break points and free throws. But Miami, you know, when you when you talk about those execution numbers, assists to turnover and three pointers, I, that's where Miami's gonna gonna roast you. I mean, that those are the numbers that basically say how well do you guard set plays and 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 the kind of sets that Spolster runs to get his guys open shots and and they're hitting them right now. Um, I think the offense will be good enough. And that the, the Wizards' offense, which is 25th in points and, and three pointers, and 24th in free throw attempts, uh, they just they can't match that. Uh, they got to win ugly, and and right now Miami's comfortable playing ugly. Uh, they they can win a low scoring game as well. But right now they're they're playing really well offensively. Like I said, that 120 rating, uh, even with Van out for one of those four games, and Washington last year didn't really win too many unexpected games 21 and 39 straight up as underdogs uh, since last year so I, I think Miami can handle this one. You're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top US sports books all in one place then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust.
0: To make you a better sports better, Nate. Go ahead and kick us off with your first prop for tonight. Yeah,
1: Joel Embiid. I guess you could try to do that one, Um, but I mean, this is pretty much the worst matchup for anybody uh, because the Bucks are the number one defensive rating, and I I just just don't care. Uh, Joel Embiid is so freaking good right now. After (laughs) apparently. Uh, Coming back from the flu and from the plantar fasciitis that made him look kind of sluggish earlier this season. He has just looked like a seven foot three Kobe uh, and he's just absolutely roasting anybody like Brooke Lopez has some pretty good defensive numbers against him in their recent meetings and the Bucs do as well. I don't think it's going to matter when he can put the ball on the floor like that. There's no way Brolo is going to deal with him. Uh, And the Sixers are back home where Embiid this season's averaging 35.8 points per game, a solid 30 since the start of last season over a larger sample size. So that's his prop is 30 points minus 105. I think you just hit that. I mean, you could go up to 45 PRA if you want. He's also boarding up like crazy. 40 points per game, 11 rebounds per game on a 43 usage rate. Uh, in his four games since coming back from, from the illness, um, you know, no James Harden, it's just going to be feed and beat and get out of the way. Uh, and I think there's some business for him to attend to after that stinker against Milwaukee, the whole team put up earlier in the season, he tends to play in these, in these MVP, uh, showdowns. Um, and right now Giannis is one of those front runners. So I think we'll get a good game from MB tonight.
0: Book it, baby. Yeah, book it. Uh, I, I love when these two teams play each other Uh, And these two just behemoths go not even really go at it. Um, They just kind of like go bucket, 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 bucket. Like they're two of the strongest, most dominant. Like their game is just you can't stop me. Uh, Maybe throw like Jokic in there for just like big body man who can also do the same thing. But yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I got a little little something on Joker for MVP, which we've talked about in some videos. Also have some on Giannis. Those are really my two guys. And then uh, put my most on some others. But Let's keep this campaign going for Jojo uh, as he just it's not it's its a great matchup. It's not the jazz where he just is going to have marketing in Olenek that he can just pound. Um, but like Brolo ain't it either in this one. Sorry, buddy. I love you, Brooke, but this isn't going to be the one. So uh, I'm going to go under. We've we've gone this route before Nate with Mr. Scary Terry under. But I think it's time to hit it again. They're playing the Cavs. And I think there's a little bit of inflation in his points at 20 and a half. Uh, which actually is at minus 105 on DK as you can tell they're like giving you some pretty good juice there uh, as they don't think it's that likely either 26 and a half points and assists also i like adding the assists with with scary Terry who we know loves to get his more than anything else um, but it, I think the inflation in these stats uh, these props and, and where they're set is they're playing the Cavs and the Cavs you know have had a bit of uh, some some offense or some defensive struggles on their their recent roadie, uh trip and, and that is apparent in the, the fact that they do have like they Give up three points less at home per 100 possessions, um, but you know also just in terms of where they play defense really well right now. Uh, it, it's not—it's somewhat surprising the fact that the strength of their defense is is you know around uh, the the rim, obviously with their two centers there, and, and you call Mobley a power forward maybe, but they still are allowing the seventh fewest to point uh, points per game to point guards, second fewest uh, points per game to shooting guards as well. Wherever you want to put scary Terry on the floor, the way he's working with Lamelo, also Lamelo being back, obviously we talked about that before the way that his usage goes down it keeps going down um, he had a pretty good usage against Indy um, but still his shooting this season is so bad he was seven for 17 in that game on the season 39% from the field 33% from three uh, and, and that actually has been even worse in games uh, this season where he's had to take uh, 20 or more shots where it, there's just so many like seven eight for 20s that you see from this dude right now um, that I feel really good about taking under on the points uh, and even in the assist as, as he is going to play a little bit more from the two in my opinion
1: Yeah, the Cavs are a lot better than they showed the last couple weeks, Uh, and they've been a lot better than they've showed all season defensively. Uh, I mean, once they get everybody back, I still think Jared Allen will be out, but they're finally getting Donnie and Darius Garland on the floor together uh, for extended minutes, and you got to think that they're going to start locking people up like they were last year, and yeah, is just an easy target right now with with Lamelo out. I mean, with Lamelo back, yeah, that usage rate's either going to drop or his efficiency is going to remain poor, like it was in a much better matchup against Indiana when we hit that prop. Um, look, I wanted to take the Magic plus nine at Chicago. Uh, I guess it's a little scary because they don't have the uh, the the rookie of the year front runner right now, Paolo. But with him out, there's an opportunity to take Franz Wagner who's going to step into more of a facilitating role and more of a scoring role. Um, Last four without Paolo, he's averaging 20 points, five and a half boards, four assists. His usage rate has jumped up to 27.5%. And uh, you can get him either 18.5 points, you get 23.5 points assists. In this matchup, uh, I like tacking on the assists. I mean, it's just four more rebounds for a a nice, well-rounded PRA line there, but the Bulls allow the third most assists per game overall, fifth most points and assists to small forwards. They've lost five of their last six. They're starting to look like the Bulls of last year where they can't guard. Uh, 127 defensive rating the last two games still have Caruso. So that scares me off a guy like Jalen Suggs, but the magic of shown they're willing to use Wagner as, or Paolo, whoever's out there as a facilitator in like that high, low, kind of set and and so I think that's where you go to attack this Bulls defense. He, you know, they are hitting the road here after a ridiculously long home stretch and Franz had some better numbers. So he has better home road splits because they were just home for so long. And that's part of like what what we see the juice there. So you look at a larger sample size last season, he averaged a tick more points on the road and, and he is getting more assists per game on the road this year. So it's really about bad opportunity, though, with Paolo out. I think he'll just have the ball in his hands a lot more.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he did. He had the ball in his hands a ton against uh the the, the Timberwolves the other night as well. Um, but yeah, I I, I am still scared of, of picking that team, especially on the road uh without Paolo. Wendell Carter gonna be great coming back for them. Not going to be enough, I don't think, um, although, you know, plenty of revenge narratives there after that recent trade. But uh, let's finish things off here, Nate, with my art. Well, I don't know if we want to call him our guy yet, but he's hit for us plenty in Tyrese Halliburton Hallibaby. Uh, I, you can go over on his PRA, 34 and a half minus 115. Those are slightly better odds Then his points and assists. Um, I feel most confident about his points and assists. Halliburton diming up the league this year, uh, 10 and a half a game, uh, at really 11 a game on the season. In his last 10, I, I bring up his last 10 just because uh, you know it's obviously the most recent sample, but also it's it show, it's indicative. He's played six of the top teams in terms of the, the best defensive ratings in the league, six of the top 15 uh, best defensive ratings in the league that he's played against in those last 10 um, and still put up 19, 11 assists and five boards, all in 30 Five minutes a game usage rate around twenty-two and a half percent or so, uh, but they're playing the Rockets, uh, and, and the Rockets are bad at defense. Uh, they're they're kind of bad in general, but they're very bad on defense, uh, where they're third worst in terms of their defensive rating. Uh, they do give up like the seventh most uh, assist to their opponent. They give up the most assist per game two point guards uh, specifically. They also give up like 26 points a game to opposing point guards. So uh, I, I'm not expecting Jalen Green uh, or, you know, or, or KPJ or anyone like that to start playing defense anytime soon for this team. Eric Gordon, whomever you're throwing out there for those guards, just really, I mean, not not this Eric Gordon anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I think Tyrese Halliburton to get the 29 and a half points and assists on DK is minus 125 because I think they feel pretty good about that happening as well. Um, so like, I think a 20 and 10 game for dude is, is pretty up there as well, Uh, and that's why the double-double isn't even as high as you might want it to be uh, for Halliburton, where I believe I saw it a second ago and then I just lost it, but I believe it was only like plus 110 or something like that for him to get the double-double, but still feel good about that because his his, uh, assist prop is at that uh, 10.5 right now on the same site. So Oh, really?
1: I mean, yeah, then just hit that double-double if he's expected to get 10 assists. I know, I got to see where it went yeah no i mean it's probably close to pretty close to even money uh yeah but i yeah i think that's where you go with the points and assists um i would yeah i would hesitate to throw in the rebounds but then i think about the fact that houston runs and guns and misses a ton of shots so yeah. he, there probably should be enough opportunities there uh for him to get some buckets and uh, so some boards
0: as well as those buckets yeah, we're gonna keep picking on this team as they uh, in terms of the Rockets. As soon as we see someone playing them, um, they just uh, you know look. Let me give them their flowers. They just beat the uh, the Mavs by nine. A luchless Mavs team, uh, but they're they're good for one of those every now and again, right? Like twenty to twenty five wins is still gonna be the, the the number for this team this season. So that's all the time we have for you guys in this one. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. We're coming back to you guys next weekday uh, on Monday. So make sure to continue to follow along with us. And until we see you next, happy betting.